Hello, and welcome back to The Archivist. In this episode, um, I have a discussion with a friend of mine, a long-time friend from university, you know. Uh, anyone that you meet in group work is either friends for life or you never want to talk to them again. And we're discussing his move to Cape Town and adjusting to a new city, as well as what I believe are the many insights that I can take away from that. So I hope you enjoy. So I don't know if you want to start off with like your story. It's like... <laughs> what story? Your, your, your hero's <laughs> you journey. So mythical. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm on a quest. But you are. Uh, like how fair uh, was your quest? Uh, tell me that's yeah, not your like, hero's quest. Where are my silver coins? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so you used to live in Joburg, and now you live in Cape Town. And what does your social life look like in Joburg versus now in Cape Town? I think in Joburg, it was more lively. I had friends everywhere and everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere, I think that's the saying. Uh, So, like, there was always something to do. There was always somebody to see. Somebody always had to see you, even during... Lockdown, even though it's shunned upon. But I think back then, it was like level three. Yeah, it was level three. So you were allowed to like go to a restaurant and see friends. So fortunately, um, during the pandemic, I did manage to see a few friends before I left. But like I kept it small. Uh, I, I visited one of my friends at her place and she had like a very small uh, pizza party. It's not even, yeah, it was a pizza party. It's <laughs> It sounds so bad in the middle of a pandemic. I'm going to a pizza party. There was literally like five of us there. So there was social distancing. She lives on a, I think it's a hectare plot. The plot of land is like a hectare lot big. Yeah, you got enough space. So it was quite, yeah, there's enough space to socially distance. (laughs) Everybody had their drink cups with their name on it. So it was, yeah, it was chilled. But then I remember this was like, I think the day before I drove down to Cape Town that I went to this pizza party. And the last memory I have at this pizza party is my sister coming to pick me up. And I had a, just, my friend's boyfriend had just poured me a full drink. And uh, my sister's like, no, you can take it with you. Because it was like one of those disposable yeah. silo cups. I was like, no, you can take it with you. And I'm like, I'm not taking this anyway. And I just downed this drink. <laughs> black out from there. Like I literally, <laughs> the next thing I remember is me in my bedroom at home. This friend in tears telling him I can't leave him in this shitty place. <laughs> Um, and then I passed out to then woke up at four in the morning to drive to Cape Town. I was sober. because so I think I got home like at six. So at least I had enough time to like sleep, <laughs> sleep, um, yeah. sleep over the, the drunkness. Thank yeah. God I don't get hangovers. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a, that's a fortunate thing. I, I, and I think like, just, I guess for context, like you're definitely always been one of the most sociable people that I know. And, you know, if, if I meet anyone new, you're the person, like one of the people they're the most likely to know or be friends with or so on. Um, and so, I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, I think it's really interesting just kind of going from being that sort of like knowing someone anywhere and everywhere, like you're saying to completely new city, having to find those roots again, knowing absolutely no one while one person. (laughs) And then my visitors from Joburg that come and enjoy the good life every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, like, how how is Cape Town? Like, how would you describe Cape Town to someone who's never been there before? 
it's weird. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, some of the nicest people, yet some of the worst people. It's just, it's, it's a very weird culture. And I think no matter where you move in the world, from where you grew up or, or what you're used to, is that just the cultural shock of it all. It just takes a while to get adjusted to. Like I realized in Cape Town, people just walk and they don't have no perception or concept of other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you can't just walk in front of a car. Like even today when I was going to go get dinner, um, I was driving to uh, um, the restaurant uh, and then like I turn left. This guy can see me coming. He looks at me <laughs> on the main road, strolling, not even a slight jog. I had to like swerve out of his way from hitting him. And I was just like, and he's like, and that's like what I've come to know about Cape Town. People will just walk. People will just park their cars anywhere. And it, it is what it is. And you just like navigate around them instead yeah. of them like navigating around the world around them. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I like, I remember being in a bus the one time, like in my city bus and we literally yeah. hit someone who was just like, <gasps> yeah, it was, it, whole was bus. it was the whole bus. It was so rough. And then we had to like walk from town to like the waterfront because like there were no buses. And yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, Did they force you guys to get out the bus? Or oh, I guess they had to like get an investigation and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they couldn't keep going. Like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be a hit and run. <laughs> What's it been like making friends in Cape Town? I mean, it's... I, I generally don't struggle to make friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I wouldn't say I've struggled this time because I do only have, like, one person that I consider, like, a real organic friend. Mm. Um, I've met, like, other people along the way. Uh, like, one of his friends, uh, she's amazing. And I think we're on the path to becoming really good friends but yeah. you know everybody's busy and they're doing their own thing so it's just finding if there is um what to call it again now if we are compatible yeah. on that level like if we compatible compatible as friends fortunately like uh after a few drinks maybe i have been to the club in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> no it's very reckless but uh yeah. there's no excuse i'm not even gonna try excuse it but like i've met people and yeah. I've gotten numbers, but I have no, I've got no will or no need to like reach out. No matter how lonely I get, no matter how depressed I get, because of the loneliness, I have no need to like, I still feel like, I'm, like, I, like there's no like push to like reach out to these people that I've just met and like build a lasting friendship with them. Yeah. So I think it was just like one of those drunken moments, like there's nothing really there. It's yeah. just like two drunk people that think that each other's funny. And then <laughs> after the drinks wear off, it's just like, oh, wow, you're weird. And then they're going to be like, yeah, yeah you're weird too. <laughs> yeah. So I'd rather not pursue those friendships. I'd rather prefer something like more organic. And I don't know how that's going to manifest itself. Still yeah. early days. And um, I'll see when I get there. It's a journey. Yeah. I mean, I know I was listening to a podcast this weekend um, and they were talking about specifically in like a work context, right? But I think that it applies here as well is that oftentimes people think about networking or like in this case, maybe like making friends is like, 
cold calling, you know, like you rock up and then you socialize, you know, grab a drink, speak to the other people. And really like often the most effective way to do it is exactly like you're saying, like you kind of, you know, someone, then you meet someone through them and then you meet someone else through that. And like, just, I don't know, otherwise it gets weird, you know? Yeah. I I think that's a, that's a cool, I don't know, that's, that's a cool take um that like glad it's working for you that's that's it's nice to think that you can still make friends in a pandemic yeah even though i shouldn't the way i'm making friends is not kosher (laughs) (laughs) or meeting people but otherwise yeah i try to be still try to be responsible sanitize wash my hands wear a mask especially when i'm out in public where i couldn't infect other people uh but every now and then you know the little demon comes out to be like because uh, it always starts with like it's just dinner and then <laughs> at dinner you have a few too many drinks and your ability to think properly is is, is swayed <laughs> next thing you know you add tiger's milk and it's packed to capacity yeah yeah it's a it's a weird time we're living in it's, yeah but we'll, hopefully it's ending soon yeah i just need my vaccine <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and how have you found, like, you, you mentioned something like the loneliness, and I think that's something that, like, everyone goes through, right? Like, it, it, there's this weird, it's a very weird thing to, I, I have this thing where, like, I think it's easier to make friends if you already have friends. It's kind of like investing, not that I know anything about investing, but, like, you know, it, it, it <laughs> takes money to make money, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and, like, if you're like, I have no friends, please be my friend, people are a lot less likely to be your friend than if you're like i have friends i don't need you um so like and going into a new space where you don't have those supports you can't just like go hang out or like call up someone or you, you know what i mean like you, there's not there's yeah. not that usual thing like how have you found or how have you coped with like oh, what is that like like what's it what's that experience been for you um the feeling of being by myself without any like close friends around. Mm. Uh, I guess, like, it's... It's low, It's weird, because it's it's so fulfilling, and it's... I can do whatever I want to do without, like, thinking or, like... It's, it's basically me being selfish and doing what I want to do for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. So I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you think about it, then after, like sitting and watching TV for like 10 hours and then you look around and you're just like, what the fuck is actually going on here? Like, what, why am I by myself? Like, then the the loneliness sits in and it's this emptiness and this weird thing and you just want to like call up your friend and be like, hey, do you want to meet up for a drink or something like that? But it's like improbable. Like, it's, yeah. it's impossible because there is no one here. There's no one, And yeah. everybody else is like busy. Or like ignoring my messages, they know who they are. <laughs> and how <laughs> do you have you found anything that like works for coping with that? I think it's just um, learning to appreciate the times of silence mm. uh, because you don't know how long I, this is gonna last for. Because maybe I might get to the point where I was in Joburg where I was overwhelmed by you know, trying to keep up with everybody, appeasing yeah. all my friends, making sure everybody felt. Uh, loved and uh, my presence in their love and that uh, I'm not having favorites because I'm seeing this person and not them. So, yeah. Where was this going again? Oh, this is a great place. Oh, enjoying the silence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoying the silence, yes. Yeah. So, 
like that could happen here as well. And also we're at that age where we're going to settle down soon, have kids. Uh, well, that's what society tells us what we want. Now, I don't even know if I really want that, but I think I really do. That's another conversation. <laughs> uh, but like there is that aspect of like somebody else going to come in and they're going to have other things to think about and it's going to consume my time. Yeah. We are not going to have this this moment. You yeah. know, somebody's going to be just like a split moment in the, the spectrum or the like the timeline of my life where I can actually like be alone with my thoughts mm-hmm. and um, think of building myself up and putting myself first. So when I am in like a bad place, I think of that and just like, just lay there and think, uh, okay, uh, this is an issue and I'm feeling lonely. Why do I feel like this? And diagnosing that issue as well as the underlying issues underneath that of why am I not good enough? Why am I unable to be alone and be left alone with my thoughts uh, and try open that up? Why do I need to always fill my time with people to the point where it's detrimental basically? Yeah. So it's a, it's a good time to like, not meditate, but like just think reflect. about, you know, reflect, exactly. Just reflect on everything that's happening just so that at the end of this, at the end of uh, this loneliness, this, this depression, I can look back and be like, hey, I've used this time productively to heal and to get to know myself a little better. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is like, what's one of the most interesting things that like you think you've learned about yourself in this time? Uh, I think in this time, I think it's just more, what have I learned about myself? I think I can be a lot and um, I can be very overpowering to people. And I used to like think of it and I didn't realize that it could trigger my almost anxiety mm. where... Uh, I felt like somebody didn't like me so I'll try even harder to get them to like me mm. and it would just come off as cringy then I would look and reflect inwards and be like hey maybe there's something wrong with me uh, and all that jazz but then now I can be like hey um, I am a bit much and I'm not everybody's flavor and that's okay yeah. some people will like you and some people won't and that's perfectly okay so I think that's a, a leap or a lesson that I've learned in this time that people aren't gonna like me and it's okay. Yeah, I, I mean that. Yeah, that's a almost like a terrifying thing to try and make peace with, right? Like I think, especially if you're yeah. surrounded with people and people are really important to you, it's a important one, but it, <laughs> it's not an easy one. And so, okay, so you you had a blow up mattress for the first three months. Like, you're I'm you don't have a blow up mattress anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, wow, yes, girl, she's upgraded. <laughs> I've got a, a double mattress. Um, nice. I think when I moved in, the first thing I got uh, was my couch because mm. um, I thought like if I get tired of the blow up mattress, I can just sleep on the couch. Yeah, uh, and then I got a TV. And a fridge. I think those were the first appliances I bought. I think I bought them on the same day. Um, the first two to arrive were the couch. But luckily I had my laptop and the internet, so I was chilled. The TV came and it was on the floor. And then the fridge got delivered. And yeah, I lived on one frying pan 
and uh, <laughs> the plates I bought myself and the cutlery I stole from my sister. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, the bare minimum. But it was it was it was um, enlightening. Like you really don't need that many things to make yeah. you happy. So I think that's why I'm slowly collecting stuff because there's no rush. I'm not gonna like yeah. go to a secondhand shop buy the cheapest uh, anything because uh, I feel like I'd rather like spend the time to slowly, you know, grow into the space and make it my own to my mm. specifications. If I go to like a secondhand store and they've got like this beautiful bedside table, but if it matches my aesthetic, I'll get it. I'll not get it for the sake of needing a bedtime table, bedside table and that it's, be, that it's cheap. If it's fits me and makes me look at it with pride, then yeah. I'm going to get it. And that might take a weekend. That might take six months just to get something as simple as a bedside table, you know? Yeah. Uh, so why do, you think, why do you think that's important to you? Like what, what because, what's in the benefit? Yeah. Cause I have, um, I'm trying to create a space that a I'm proud of mm. a that I am at peace with. And cause like I said, like, when I sit here on my couch and I look around at what I've slowly managed to put together, it's 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 it fills me with happiness. It's like a pride, it's a happiness. I love my TV stand. I love the TV that I've got. It's the mm. right size. Mm. You know, the couch is the perfect couch, also relatively affordable. I have a color scheme in the kitchen where all my appliances have got to be silver. <laughs> so everything is coming slowly on the microwave yeah. was uh quite a splurge and it had to be silver to match the theme yeah. uh, that I'm going for and it just worked so that's the thing like I, I, I waited a while before buying the microwave yeah. just to make sure that when I do get it I can get the perfect one even now yeah. I don't have a kettle or a toaster because I'm waiting for the time where <laughs> I can afford How do you a nice water? silver in the in the microwave, go. But remember, I don't like hot beverages. <laughs> oh, that's true. So like true. today, like... when I had coffee, yeah, for the first time in how many months that I've made coffee, can, but <laughs> me and hot beverages are not friend, that's, that's friends. That's fair enough. Yeah, like like I said though, it's not a rush. Though when mm. when it feels right for you, when you see something that you want to get, like that couch, but you were hesitant about it, but you were so adamant on getting it, um, it's something. Once you have that emotion that wow, I love this. This will suit this apartment so well. This will bring me happiness. Mm. That's when you commit to it and you'll be like, you know, I might be here for another week. I might be here for 10 years. Who knows? But for this moment in time, I'm going to invest in this and it's not going to like pay you back because I'm sorry, everything we get is going to depreciate grossly. Mm. Like it's going to, we're going to sell it for close to nothing when we um, proceed yeah. our careers, uh, get bigger apartments, get nicer things. Uh, maybe even immigrate. Uh, yeah. But for this moment in time, it's worth that capital investment for mm. the mental state of mind and the growth, and not growth, but that, that peace of mind and yeah. that comfort that I these like that. inanimate objects project uh, uh, give us. Yeah, 
it's like a it's like a more holistic approach to investment, right? Like I'm just trying to think. Like, so here, here's what here's the dream that you're selling me, right? Is like if I yeah. create a space for myself that like feeds my like soul, like whatever you say, you know, like it creates peace for me. I can it makes me feel happy. It influences my mood, and like I grow in my career. Then like by the time that I leave, I'm going to be maybe making more money or be further along in my career. So then it's like that's like the ROI on this yes. investment because now when you're in a comfortable place when you're in a good space and a good uh, um, head space you're able to focus on other things you know you're able to you know worry not worry less about yourself but like put things into perspective like yeah. you're comfortable enough and you can commit yourself and have the energy to get up in the morning and work hard and mm-hmm. um, be in that right uh, mindset to uh, succeed succeed in your career and grow in that regard because otherwise if you for me personally if I was in a place that I did not resonate with it would um, make me feel down on myself like I'm not doing enough let's just say um, this was the cheapest couch no this is one of the cheapest couches but the other couch was slightly cheaper and that slight difference and price would have made a big difference for me. Yeah. Uh, but because I want something that's comfortable, like if I had gotten that couch, I'd be uncomfortable on it. I would not like it. It would, I wouldn't look at it and be happy. I'll just be like, oh, fuck. Now yeah. I've got to chill on the couch. Now I've got no problem chilling on my couch. I love looking at it. Yeah. But then in that case, I would like try to avoid being at home. I, well, in my head, like if I had things around that I didn't like, I would not want to be in that space. Yeah. And, um, and especially now in a time of COVID, where like 99% mm. of our time is spent at home, you, you don't want to be like felt like you're stuck in somewhere, you're stuck like somewhere where you don't want to be. So rather make where you're stuck comfortable. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So here's um here's like maybe like what do you think you've how do you think you've um what do you think you've changed since moving to Cape Town? Or like almost like how um yeah, basically, like, what does it look like for you to adapt to the culture? I think for me to adapt, it's it speaks to um, the the pause on making friends. It speaks to the self care. Mm-hmm. While I look after myself and uh, enjoy this moment of peace and serenity, it's also a good time to like just gauge the culture and mm-hmm. see uh, how I can make it work for me. Mm. And make sure that at the end of the day, if I'm going to be doing something because I want to do it yeah. instead of doing something out of pressure from people around me to do something. What's an example of like one of those things where you've like you want to do it, but you're doing it also just because you, the Cape Town's influencing you? Things that I think. Just being a hot mess, but I don't think it's Cape Town <laughs> influencing me just yet. Um, okay, you're but, not going on Oh, heights. yes. No, ew, imagine. <laughs> you don't want but to be lion head in the moonlight? Oh, do you want me to? I will die, <laughs> ma'am. I will fall off the cliff face and die. Rest in peace for all people that died every day in the mountain. Uh, but um, I think one thing that's very notable is that people in Cape Town like of all classes, like take care of themselves. Like it doesn't matter. Like in Joburg, like going to the gym is a luxury that only a select few have. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. in Cape Town, you find people of all kinds, you know, 
running around, just like doing the best to stay fit. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've started. I've started meal prepping. Mm. I've started doing runs. I cheated today. I went to KFC. Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of myself. Balance. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've started running just like, you know, trying to like invest more in myself to be the person yeah. that I want to be. And But for me, even though there was that pressure, um, social pressure influencing me, uh, once I, I unpacked it, it became more present that uh, more more obvious that this is what I've wanted and yeah. this is just a channel to get it through. Yeah. So, I mean, help help me out here. Like, <laughs> this sounds great. Like, where? how do I sign up? Where do I get the motivation from to, you know, like get out of bed in the morning and like meal prep or exercise? Because I think like, I don't know, I think in, in lockdown and so on, you know, like you, you come face to face with yourself so you, like you come to start to see all the things that you don't like about yourself and all the things that make you sad and it, it, like how, how do i how do i get the motivation that you have to actually get up and do the stuff i don't think i think it's still like early days because this is like a revelation i've made relatively recently within the last two weeks or the last okay. week um in an effort to get in a better headspace mm-hmm. you know this was mm-hmm. one of those things that i needed to fix or something i've had a problem with like i've had a problem with uh, i've had a problem with my weight my whole life even looking back at when i was at my thinnest i still um had this perception that i was yeah. fat you know yeah uh so it's about taking ownership but then now i'm in a place where i love my body and i love the way i look mm. but it's not conducive with the fantasy that i want to live yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I I like that like that self-acceptance as a basis for you know, like for growth, for, yeah. 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 It's, I think that's the, I think that's also it's a very important part. It's like, hey, this is who I am and it's okay to be cuz otherwise um I feel like somebody would rush into ex- like the extremes of changing who yeah. they are to, yeah. you know, get rid of what they see in front of them. But instead, if you think about it more, it's like, hey, I like how I look, but there's, you know, this place, I can look better. This is, I haven't peaked just yet. This, this is amazing already. I look fucking great. Yeah. But imagine um, if I fulfill this aspect that I want. And yeah. that's what, like, gets you to do it. And it's a slip, you know. It's such a slip. <laughs> yeah. But you'll find yourself, like, once you've started it, it just takes, like, my best friend told me, literally takes, like, one step. It yeah. takes one um, one move on one day and then slowly building on building up on that and it will start snowballing yeah things that like really stands out for me about like your your whole vibe is that like you've gone you've done this like really difficult thing and oftentimes like that just that fear of the unknown can get people back but you seem to have a very clear vision of like where you want to go where you want to be and that's kind of like your anchoring point where like because every time you keep going like you know I know where I want to be or like reflecting back like that's a I don't know I think that's a really 
it's a really yeah. nice way to look at it. And I, and I, another like thing that I want to say is almost kind of like in my mind, at least sums up like the lessons, I guess, that I'm learning from like hearing your experiences. I want to say it's yeah. almost like this idea of like good things take time. And giving that yeah, time. Yeah, nurturing and mm. accepting. That's the thing. I think that's a, a, one of the things I have throughout my life is that I don't believe in quick money. I don't believe in quick success. I don't believe in anything happening quickly. Mm. If anything happens quickly, you haven't learned. And mm. the, that's the point of having these long, arborous or hard journeys is yeah. that you're learning along the way. And those lessons that you learn along the way no matter how tough they are, uh, they're there for a reason. And you need to constantly be appreciating the struggle and appreciating the journey to get to where you're going to end up so that yeah. firstly, you can appreciate it on another different level because you can look back and be like hectic after like all these years and after all these tears and after all of this fighting, I finally made it. And then you can take a pit stop and then um, push yourself even harder because that's yeah. the kind of people, especially that we are, that like we we can't sit down and we will never settle for mediocrity. We will never <laughs> be happy. It's a blessing and a curse. We'll never be happy. Yeah. We'll always be striving to be yeah. better. Um, but yeah, but that's the thing. We It's a challenge. The challenge is rewarding in its own right. Um, but then you also mentioned like having a plan in place. Mm. And I think after high school, that was one of my biggest downfalls that I had my head, uh, my mind set on a career path. I want to become an architect. I was going to go to WITS, study architecture, become the best goddamn architect in this goddamn country. Mm. When that didn't materialize, like I spiraled. And that's where I learned to be versatile with my goals and mm. be slightly more ambiguous uh, yeah. with it. That's like important. I want to do well. I want to live comfortably. I want to have uh, a family and kids and give them the life that I never had or the life I wish I had. And um, that's more of what keeps me going. And yeah. I know to get to that point, I need to become a C-level executive. I need to become mm -hmm. a leader of industry. I need to become an innovator. I need to become an a successful entrepreneur. Um, so even though the, the goal now, the goalposts are constantly changing, constantly changing yeah. for me. But one yeah. thing is certain is that I need to get there somehow to love that life that I want to live and afford nanny because I'm not going to change no diapers. <laughs> I think, yeah, like I think one of the other things as well that I love about the way that you do this that I need, like I learn from is that like you have this goal, but you also don't take it like I want to say too seriously. Obviously you take it seriously and it's, it's shaped your life and you've taken big risks and you've taken a lot of sacrifice to get there. But like you're also having fun and you're also like not feeling guilty about like not doing everything perfectly all the time you know like you're still so in tune with like what you want and how you feel and I like I really respect that oh thanks <laughs> I'm blushing underneath all this melanin and I think yeah you, you have to like you can't not have fun like you know if you have a moment uh, this is what my cousin said to me um and she's like she wishes her son will grow up to be uh, like me, you know, I mm. work harder and I party harder. Uh, like, I, I'm able to be that crazy person at a party that always goes overboard but is having the biggest jaw. But at the same time, on Monday to Friday, I'm one of the top performers in the company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's such a tricky skill, I think, that, like, that you seem to have a bit of a handle on. Um, 
is that like being able to understand the malleability of the environment. And so like, like everything that you've been saying, like, it's like you're creating the environment for the lifestyle that you want to be in um, and kind of going like, this is good enough for now, but I'm working towards something bigger. And I think like being satisfied enough with yes. now to be happy, but then all, all like to, to build yourself up. Like that's a, I don't know. That's a, it's a really cool. It like, it seems like a really good strategy. <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen it so many times where people settle for mediocrity. They could have pushed themselves harder, but they're living comfortably. So why? Yeah. You know, they have food on the table. They've got a car. Um, they can um, go to Durban on, in December. And, you know, they, they're happy with that life. And yeah. for me, um, for me, it's like, why settle for Durban? Where it could be Durban now and enjoy Durban. Why not Bali in a few years? Why yeah. not uh, New York and LA for a few? Yeah. Why not space, you know, in, in 10, 20 years? Yeah. Uh, Moon holidays. Exactly. Because this is the foundation we set, especially people of our age bracket and people of our generation. Yeah. Like, we in such a privileged position to be young enough to have control over our life and the direction in which we are going. Why stop now? Why stop the push now? Why stop um, the motivation now? Yeah. For me, it's like I draw the line. I'm like, you can always be happy, but <laughs> like, treat yourself. You know, you yeah. work so hard. Like, yeah. live in a space where, like, I look at some of my friends and I'm like, you know, you don't have to live like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and. They also like with me, it's like if that's like the lifestyle they're going for, I support it, but then they see the way I'm living and they're like, Oh, I wish I had this. I'm like, yeah. You're in double the amount that I have. Yeah. Like, you this is easily attainable for you. Yeah, you just have to apply yourself and like, you know, take that leap of faith. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think power to people that are, are happy with the way their life is and their priority might just be having a healthy family and kid and providing it, just making sure they're living in a healthy environment where my healthy environment um, is very much based on uh, aesthetics and having nice things. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think are some of the lessons you've learned in moving that would be helpful to me in my life? right now I think that I think it's being more being more agile and being more open to change and being more open to new experiences and um getting outside of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. even if it's for a little bit like um and never feeling guilt never feeling guilty of making a decision that makes you happy yeah uh never feel guilt for a choice never feel like the couch um <laughs> probably you've wanted it and then somebody when you hit uh order the guilt set in is like no that made it, that money could be used for other things i could use that money to uh fly down to cape town maybe one more time or an extra time this year to go see my family yeah uh, i can use that money for other things uh but it's like it's one of those things it's like there's no guilt like you don't know you don't owe anybody anything uh, mm-hmm. just live your life for you and just enjoy every moment and 
do things that will bring you the most amount of happiness yeah. and uh and also like constant happiness and even though it's not healthy to have such an attachment to non um to objects yeah. um inanimate objects uh but it's for me it's it's what works it's like yeah at the end of the day when i'm here by myself and i'm alone like it's these inanimate objects that i can look around and will remind me and like bring me out of my slump it's more because yeah. they they constantly providing that love that that um mm. that energy that i need yeah. to like vitalize yeah. me where as let's say i decided to go for a cheaper tv that doesn't have netflix uh that, that's not a smart tv and yeah. it's not compatible with all these new dongles um <laughs> then i'd be sitting here alone and i don't have any friends to go to yeah. and i'd be like just sitting here miserable like having no yeah. other option but to uh engage with those negative thoughts and that's the thing like engaging with them is very difficult because sometimes you might find yourself in a cycle where yeah, it's like hard to get out of yeah yeah in a rut and without for me like without these objects that remind me like hey mm-hmm. you're doing it you're doing well um god knows how long these ruts will stay I think one of the other things that I want to point out here is that like a lot of what you at, at a surface level a lot of what you're saying you know like don't feel guilty do what makes you happy sounds like it could be very selfish but like because I know you I also know that you're a person that gives a lot right like that's your natural like you just give a lot of energy to people and you like you like you you focus a lot on other people around you and so almost like I think in in my mind it's like like drawing that line between as someone who is constantly giving out energy and like love and attention and whatever to other people having these things to refuel you is vitally important and like maybe one of like the i don't know like you like you've spoken about like the exhaustion of constantly like needing to meet everyone else's needs and feeling like that's your responsibility versus now yes, the, the part where you get to like feel up for yourself and I like I know for myself like I often feel when I'm fueled up I can give more and I can give better to the people around me yeah exactly and um well that's multi-level because yes it does like refuel me and it was also one of my goals like, I remember last year at my old job um that we were us we're talking about the future in one of our team meetings and I'm like yeah I want to be in a place where I can afford to like live by myself and create uh, yeah. you know a space of my own and be independent mm. and at that point like it was unimaginable it was just like a pipe dream and just to know like a few weeks later i got an amazing job offer and that enabled me to like uh live out that fantasy where a few weeks before i thought like it's probably improbable at best you know like very yeah. unlikely to happen and yeah. also when it comes to the energy and engaging with other people um i do that because the world is such a nasty place mm. and like i said growing up i was that weird child with no friends and yeah. almost like a social leper uh so i don't want anybody else to feel like that yeah. so i rather just be show kindness to the yeah. world and i always believe that what you give out into the world is what you'll get back yeah. so i always try to lead with kindness and support and Yeah, like you don't you never know what people are going through and 
Like now I'm currently helping one of my colleagues um, find an apartment. He's not in a happy space. And you know how important spaces are now. Uh, yeah. And it broke my heart. because, Like I said, like you should never feel like that in a space. Mm. Uh, so now mm-hmm. I'm helping her uh, find an apartment where she can be happier. And, and this friendship came about because she showed me kindness when I started. Mm. You know, she went above and beyond to open herself up to me, to help me train, to help me understand more about the company. And she like, always like, before Christmas, she's like, we need a meet up, we need a meet up. Then I got COVID. <laughs> and then, I'm a, then she like, those chats ended hella quick. <laughs> uh, but then now, her apartment is uh, within the same suburb as me. Okay. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with Cape Town, but especially this stretch here by... Mulberry, Mulberry, I don't know how to pronounce it still. Uh, <laughs> Woodstock, Observatory, yeah. uh, Salt River. Like, it's literally like two blocks. Yeah. And then it's the next suburb, two blocks. Yeah. And the next. So she's going to be in the same suburb as me, which is like walking distance. Yeah. And this will only like further strengthen our friendship. Um, it'll be nice to have somebody that can like call up after work, like, mm. girl, do you want to catch a drink? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to come here? Can I come yeah. there? Uh, so yeah, so I think it's just like everything grows from kindness. I, I like that. And it's, it's such a hopeful message as well. Right. Cause I think like it's, the, there's this feeling of newness in the isolation, not knowing what to do. A lot of those experiences are very similar. Like I think in lockdown to moving to a new city, like all of a sudden your friends aren't as available. People are caught up in their lives. Like it's, it's all of those things. But I I think if I had to like sum up, like some of the key, like takeaways that I have, like things that are, um, I found really helpful about what you said, I would say like, first of all, that like good things take time and how you're willing to put Mm. time and to wait for what is good and not accept things that are less than good. Um, but like not in a mean way. Um, I think I think another thing like that like I'm hearing in like a lot of it what you're saying is almost like you seem to be really good at like taking the small opportunities and like not looking down on small opportunities and letting those build up over time to like you, you know like you did this one thing and you didn't think that that would lead to that but like allowing yourself space to dream being practical about how yes. to achieve it and taking the small opportunities over time that are going to get you there um and I think the last thing um, was that idea of making the space that you want to be in. And like, that's regardless of city, right? And like, sometimes moving gives you the opportunity to do that. But yeah, I think that's that's been a really big takeaway for me as well. Yes. Okay, come through, <laughs> Dr. Full. <laughs> yeah. And like, hopefully, like with big changes, because like, I, I think every a city moving to a different city is a really obvious way right but there are a lot of times in life when there are these big changes and i think they're similar feelings so just kind of like i like i'm hoping that like this just becomes something that i can like revisit in those times as well just to remind myself of some of the big lessons as well definitely even me when i feel like i might be losing my way it will be something nice to refer back to yes and uh you know just like center myself and then keep on keeping on Yes, cool. Well, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, friend. <laughs>